Beverly Reed. And I'm Dr. Amber Plumsack. And we are Two, Two Peaks, Peaks in a, a pod. pod. Well, hi, everybody. We are so excited because we're making history. We have our very first guest in-person in appearance. Yes. Dr. Plumsack, thank you for joining thank us. You. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Steve Klimczak. I am a doctor of hospital medicine at Baylor Dallas. I'm Amber's husband, Dr. Klimczak. Yes, so we cheated. Our special guest is is my husband, but we needed a stand-in male so that we could ask questions and have have him ask us questions, and so he very graciously um, agreed. Yes. I didn't volunteer, but <laughs> we wanted to make sure the guys don't feel left out. I will say I am guilty of this. So sometimes, you know, when patients come in, the female patient is like, "Oh my gosh, I feel so at home. Everything is amazing," and the guys just sitting here like, "Oh, there's a lot of pink here." <laughs> and so I think you know, for you and I, we're so good about thinking about what will our patients like and everything that's. Sometimes I think we don't do as good of a job of really thinking about how, what is the male partner experience as going through this process and what are mm-hmm. things we can do to make it a better process and everything. So that's why we're so happy to have you here to help us. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we figured for the format today, Dr. Klimczak's going to be asking us some questions and then we are going to be asking him some questions oh too. <laughs> he does not know <laughs> what questions are coming his way and I think it might be pretty entertaining. <laughs> okay, do you want to go first? I'll start easy. Okay. <laughs> you know, what do y'all look at in the sperm analysis? Mm-hmm. When, uh, when I come in, if I come in, <laughs> what are y'all looking for to tell me that I'm, I'm doing okay? Yes. Okay. So great question. So whenever we do a semen analysis, we're actually looking at so many different categories and really we're trying to put all those categories together to give you a result, to help you understand, do we think you have a good chance of being fertile or do we have some concerns there? So first thing is volume. How much of the semen do we see? Second is concentration. How many sperm are we seeing there per milliliter? Then we've got motility, how many of the sperm are swimming, and then we have morphology, what are the shape of the sperm. So that is what we're looking at. Now look, sometimes you can be low in one category, but if you're high in all the others, sometimes those things can balance out. So the interpretation is really important, And but at the end of the day, whenever we review our reports, we say normal or abnormal, and then we try to give some helpful comments if it is abnormal as to what next steps could be. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let me get my little posted out there for you. Okay, so I just wanted to learn more about how much you know about women. <laughs> um, and so one of my questions here is about tampons. Okay. So I wanted to know, do you know the different sizes that tampons come in? <laughs> so. I don't know about the No, no, no. I feel like I know more than the average bear. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Uh, sizes, no. I no, know okay. Sizes, no, some small, medium, large. But <laughs> I, I know that, you know, you have differences by flow. Yes, uh, okay, yes, yes. I know yes. that you have pads and you have yes. tampons. Yes, um, yes. I know that they're sporty sometimes. <laughs> but they have flowers on the box. Yes, yes. They are sporty <laughs> I, I agree with all of those. I no. 
that's a pretty good answer, I have to say. I mean, the, I, I like the small, medium, large. Yeah. Like, usually it would be more like absorbency, you yeah. know. Um, but that's very close. And I love that he knew some of the, you know, branded ones, too. So I, I give you an A on that answer. A minus. Yeah. Could have been an A plus. But plus. Yes. <laughs> that's really good. Okay. What's another question okay. you have for us? So I'm privy to know that, mm-hmm. you know, certain things, some people have uh, poor sperm analysis when they come in. Yes. What can people do to improve their analysis? Let's say somebody comes mm-hmm. in and the analysis is not favorable. Mm-hmm. Are there things they can do? Can they change lifestyle? Can yeah, they stop bad habits? Mm-hmm. What affects sperm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely a great question. And sometimes it depends on what we find on the semen analysis. But something that's really important um, that Dr. Reed and I both do is we really dive into the patient's history. Um, we'll probably start by asking my male partner a lot of questions about prior medical problems, maybe any surgeries that they would have had, medications that they're taking. All of those things may be affecting their ability to produce sperm, that their normal shape, that they swim properly etc. And then we really dive into lifestyle like you had asked about. So certain choices that men are making are certainly going to affect their sperm production and the way the sperm can swim, swim forward and the look of them. Some of the common things that we see, smoking, right? And really smoking of any kind, um, cigarette smoking, marijuana, cigarette smoking, things like that. Vaping too. Vaping, Mm -hmm. really common now. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of vaping. Yeah. Um, tobacco pouches, dip, all the different ways that you can put tobacco into your body. Drinking, alcohol use, heavy alcohol use. Mm-hmm. I've certainly seen that affect semen analyses. Heavy caffeine use. Um, lifestyle things in terms of, we have some guys that really like to sit in hot tubs. We know high heat can affect sperm sitting in, um, I've seen more and more saunas recently. I think it's like yes. a trend that people have saunas in yeah. uh, houses now. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes the guys that work outside during the summer and, and, you know, luckily we're not in that time of year, but we do see that high, high heat exposure, just doing changes to their sperm. So we review all of that with them and try and find anything that may stand out that we think could be causing. The really good thing is that sperm, life cycle sperm, it's about two to three months. So if we do see something, we recommend some interventions and then we can check again and see if we're going in the right direction to really correct those things. Yeah. And I think probably the other thing I would add to that is whenever we see an abnormal semen analysis, the first thing we do is really just offer a recheck too, Mm -hmm. because they do say sometimes you can just have a fluke. Maybe you were having a bad day. You know, sometimes patients will express concerns like I was so stressed out or I spilled most of it out of the cup or something like that. So we do try to factor in all of those things um, and repeat it Mm -hmm. and just say, are we seeing a consistent issue on more than one Mm -hmm. sample so that we can decide if we need to really dedicate a lot of time in trying to um, improve this. Days of abstinence, I see a lot. Yes, yeah. You know, didn't wait long enough or they waited a really long time and that may be affecting things as well. I think that's a really good point too because we usually tell patients, okay, before you do your semen analysis, you need to abstain from ejaculation for two to five days beforehand. But a lot of guys hear that and they say, well, that's good. I'm going to save it up for two yeah. weeks because I really want to impress them. And then we're like, yeah, but now the sperm's going to look old. <laughs> so it is important to do the two to five day window. So yes, definitely. Okay. I have another right. tampon question for you. Just what you wanted. <laughs> okay. How many tampons do you think we need to use during a period? 
Tested me all the amazing stuff. I know all the admirable answers. I know, uh-huh. based on osmosis from Andrew, that you should be worried if you're going through more than one an hour for two consecutive okay. hours. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's heard me take a lot of fun. This is great. I know. I'm, I'm impressed. So okay. I, I would assume that if you're going through one more than four mm-hmm. to six hours, mm-hmm. that that would be considered abnormal on, I guess, your heaviest days. Okay. I mean, again, I'm pretty impressed. I think this is really good. Just to give you an idea, these are questions that sometimes they ask guys on social media. So I've seen some of the other answers. So some guys think it's like one tampon per period. <laughs> so that, that's a good answer. I think you're, you're doing really good. I, I give it an A plus. That would be nice because yeah. tampons can get crazy. Yeah, that's true. See, I've seen what happens if you use one. Yes, yes, yes. Although, you know, some people instead of tampons are doing menstrual cups. Do you know what a menstrual cup is? Okay, yes, there you go. Okay. Okay, we're ready for our next question. (laughs) What are some of the effects? I know, unfortunately, I know men use testosterone a lot. Yes. What can be the effects on semen for somebody that Mm -hmm. frequently uses testosterone, say, for bodybuilding? Yeah. Um, not necessarily, um, you know, steroids used, I guess, when you're sick or maybe yeah. even if you are sick, does yeah. it affect your sperm production? Yes. Okay. Such a great question. And I almost actually brought it up when we were just talking about the abnormal semen analysis mm-hmm. and yeah. before, because what is so sad is that there are so many guys that were not appropriately counseled before they were started on testosterone therapy that it will most likely affect their fertility. So in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, over probably the past five to 10 years, these low T clinics have popped up everywhere, everywhere where the sole goal of that clinic is to tell people that they need testosterone. And this actually gets me really fired up <laughs> as a hormone specialist, yeah. because these are usually not hormone specialists who are even giving the testosterone. But they love to tell patients, both male and female, are you tired? Are you having trouble losing weight? Are, do you have low libido? All your problems are because of low testosterone, and then they give you testosterone. So here's the thing that's complicated. In a man, you need testosterone to make sperm. So guys think, oh, if I take testosterone, my sperm's going to be amazing. But what they don't realize is it specifically has to be local production of testosterone from the testicles to make sperm. But the problem is that when you're taking testosterone, your blood levels are so high and your brain is detecting that. And your brain says, wow, I have lots of testosterone. I don't need to make my own testosterone. And so then the testicles shrink and they stop making testosterone and the sperm drops. And so I call testosterone male birth control. Um, I don't know that I would actually rely on it for birth control, but my point is that it is severely impacting um, fertility. And so that is one of the things that it's on our questionnaire for all of our patients. It's something we ask about because if we see that, we know automatically that's probably a major contributor. Now, the good thing is you can stop the testosterone and the sperm in most cases will recover, but it does take a while, at least two to three months, sometimes up to six months. And the hard part is too, once your body's used to being on testosterone, you do not feel good when you stop the testosterone. Then you do feel tired and all the rest of it too. Although I will say too, whenever somebody 
So like a male testosterone normal level is 300 to 1,000. And so let's say a guy was taking testosterone, he stops it. And let's say his testosterone level is 350 and he's telling me, I feel so terrible and everything. And I say, okay, like I do feel bad for you, but also like my testosterone level is probably 30. So like (laughs) you should also just like feel sorry for women in general because this is how we feel all the time. That's a very good point. No, and I think it's really true and I really do believe the guys that they – I mean, it helps their symptoms. It's a very hard thing to convince them yes. that their fertility is going to improve yes. by going off of it. I yes. mean, truly, they can't really wrap their head around it because it was like this miracle drug that they yes. were started on, and it really does make guys feel good, apparently. I don't have any personal experience <laughs> yeah. with testosterone, yeah. but yes. some women out there do. <laughs> yes, but. and I will say, too, um, so what I tell my male patients, too, I'm like, look, I don't want you to feel bad, right? So mm-hmm. when we stop the testosterone, there are interventions that we can do to help your own testosterone come back faster, come back higher and everything. So a male can actually take Clomid and HCG injections, and those can actually result in higher testosterone levels from your own testicles, which then in turn will increase sperm production in most cases. I do feel like it helps. Yeah. The recovery is a little bit faster. Faster and easier. Mm -hmm. Tolerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there a safe way then, like if a guy's trying to get testosterone replacement or has low T, clinical low T? Mm -hmm. Uh, is there a way to do it safely or does all testosterone supplementation lead to low sperm counts? Such a good question because I will say that I see a lot of patients who are actually being started on testosterone and Clomid and HCG to try to get the best of both worlds. However, when I have consulted with the urology fertility specialist, they say, look, it's really just best not to be on testosterone at all. If your testosterone is low, stick to Clomid and HCG during times that you're trying to have a baby. And look, when you get past that phase of you've had your baby and you need to supplement your testosterone later, okay, fine. But but for that time being, they said it's best to do um, just Clomid or, or HCG injections. Yeah. Right. When I've seen guys on that sort of regimen, it's also really low dose testosterone. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be anywhere like what mm-hmm. people really even need to be feeling. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next tampon question. (laughs) Okay. What do we do when we have a tampon in, but we need to pee? Okay. That's, I know the answer. (laughs) They're close, but they're not the same. Okay. Very good. (laughs) You, again. Give me some credit. Yes. (laughs) Okay. You are a physician, so I think this is good. You knew this. That would have been really embarrassing if you didn't know that. I didn't know that. But but I will say this is a common one that gets missed on social media, too, where the guys are like, wait, how do you do that? (laughs) Yes. Okay, good, good. Let me try another one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, I I do have one that is kind of more personal. Okay. Okay. So the other Dr. K has been pretty open with the fact that, hey, she's um, struggled with some fertility issues before. And so I wanted to know, as her partner in that, was she hormonal during those times? (laughs) (laughs) The listeners cannot see facial expressions. (laughs) You're not allowed allowed to cheat. Don't be telling him what answer to give. No, of course not. No, of course not. No, no, she was an angel the whole time. I tell my patients that I was extremely affected no, by no. medications. And I always say letrozole, I think of any, because mm-hmm. I did pretty much a lot of fertility yes. medications. Yeah. 
I think letrozole is the worst. You see? I think that was the worst. so bad on letrozole. Like, I remember when we were skiing in yeah. Sun Valley, mm-hmm. and you were in, we're in this ski town, right? Freezing cold outside, <laughs> and so you bundle up in sweaters. In every restaurant we would go to, it was so hot. And I'm like a menopausal woman at this point on letrozole, highest dose. I'm like, I'm so hot. I've got to get out of here. I kept having to like excuse myself from dinner. And like yeah. we're there with my in-laws and they probably think I'm like a nut. Like having to like leave the table. It's so hot. Yes. Yes. Those yeah. side effects are rough. Yes. And I yeah. think that we've been fortunate. I mean, both um, obviously with your careers, but mm-hmm. personal life, we've known many, many families that have, have gone through their own process. Yeah. Um, and everyone's done different. It's not mm-hmm. one size fits all. Yes. One person gets hormone and you can't predict it either. Yes. People that we thought would be fine have, yes. have had more uh, side effects. Side effects yeah. And people yeah. that we thought, oh my God, this person's going to be mm-hmm. off the chain. <laughs> yeah. It's just the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever give her any of her injections? I think I gave them all. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Amber and I have uh, different feelings about needles. Oh, that's Uh, right. Because you have your needle phobia. So you probably, you've never given yourself an injection then, right? I have done it. Okay. I did Ovidrol and stuff a couple times. Okay. Real IVF injections. I was working Mm -hmm. nights. Mm -hmm. And this is before you started your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And... I had to like wake up and take them. Like you yeah. would give them to me before I would go to work. Uh-huh. And so it was like such a dreary time because yeah. you would like work all Gosh. night, sleep during the day and be awoken to like a With stab. Stab. <laughs> and rest assured phlebotomists and nurses and everybody else, I am not good. No. Oh, no. I, I did not receive good feedback. <laughs> I tried my best, but I, I, I was met with uh, not nice things. But I blame, I blame the hormones. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I was told that I, I, I was awful. I'm like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. Well, I have to say um, it's kind of funny because some of my patients have told me that they feel a little bitter towards their husband during this time. And they're like, don't you have some kind of shot we can give him? <laughs> and one of my patients told me, that one day she just took it into her own hands and she just drew up some saline and just gave her husband a shot. And her husband was so nice. He was like, I'll do it. I'll do it and everything. And it made her feel better. But you know what? I don't know if you knew this happened the other day. Did you know what happened with your patient where she felt like her husband needed a blood draw? And so said, Kim, do you have any employees that need to practice on something? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and she said, go ahead and sit down. We're going to let this person draw blood. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. So I have to say, I'm always in admiration of the guys who, like, really have that empathy and, like, will do whatever they can. To okay, well, I, this is not fertility, but you heard my experience with breastfeeding. I think breastfeeding mm. is miserable. Yes. I, like, kudos to everyone that does it. Yes. But I used to threaten to put the pump on the <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand how yes. the press pump is. It Let me try so it on you. I never do. <laughs> do a lot of Good things. decision. Lot of Good decision. Good decision. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you have any more I questions do, for us? I do. Okay. I do. I do. So with the whole process with men, um, obviously, I, I know that you can allow people to ejaculate at home and, and bring in a sample mm-hmm. or sometimes offer to do it here. Is there a difference between um, fresh and not fresh specimens? Mm-hmm. If there is, how long do I have to bring it in before it's not useful? Mm-hmm. And then last, can can I put it in my freezer at home and bring it to you like the next day? 
That's a really good question. Yeah. Okay. So for semen analyses or even sperm preps for inseminations, because we actually have to process the sperm, we do allow patients to collect at home. It just has to be to our office within one hour. Then interestingly, if we're going to do a semen analysis, it needs to be processed right then. If we're doing a sperm prep, if we prep it, it actually can last for some time just sitting out after we prep it. Um, we can freeze sperm ahead of time. So also I think that's kind of what you were asking. Can we freeze it, save it for later? But we do a whole, whole protocol to freeze um, sperm when we do it in the office. I don't think you can just pop it in the freezer. <laughs> I don't think that would go well for people. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I know um, sometimes patients will ask me, um, you know, because let's say their partner's out of town or something and they want to try to get pregnant that month. Mm -hmm. They say, can we, you know, freeze the sperm? Does it have as good a chances? And I will say, usually we prefer to use mm -hmm. fresh sperm, but we know frozen sperm works because we use frozen sperm all the time for people who use sperm donors and everything. So I certainly think it's, it's a great option for people um, who need it. Um, and we don't usually have any concerns with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, right. another personal one. I feel like yours are a lot easier than mine. <laughs> another personal one, and we can edit this one out if you want. No. <laughs> well, you we'll better. See. So this is a really common one. No, she, she didn't know about these. She would not have approved this one. Okay, so are you on TikTok? I'm not. Okay. This is one that's going around on TikTok. Like on TikTok, you have these trends. Everybody does the same thing. Okay. So the question that's going around on TikTok is, if there were 50 hoo-hahs lined up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's what they say on the TikTok video. That's if, there were, <laughs> if there were 50 hoo-hahs all lined up, could you pick out Dr. K's hoo-ha <laughs> <laughs> from the lineup? <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like hands, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, people ask you, could you recognize your partner's hands? Okay. Um, and I feel like I can recognize yes. your hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, you get an A. Plus. You are just knocking these out of the park. <laughs> Now I've got to start getting creative. Well, that's your <laughs> it's the only one he's seen for a really long time. So. Oh. Now I'm lost in thought. But I know. <laughs> 50 people are running around his migraine. I know. He's like, okay, we got oh, it. I'm looking up at the, can't see this, but there's an escape room, and I'm wondering how much <laughs> While, if, while you're thinking of your next, yeah. next question, I do have kind of a live demonstration that I was going to ask you to do for us, too. Go for it. Let's do it. Okay. Let me go grab some things. Okay. Some supplies here. Okay. So let's, like, maybe make an arrangement. Okay. We're going to go like this. Okay. All right. So this is a vagina. Okay. Okay. And... You know what this is. Yes. Can you show us how to put a tampon in? <laughs> I don't even know how to open it up. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. I think okay. I can figure it out. Okay. Okay. Now what? Just <laughs> <laughs> wait for it to expand it up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Pretty good. Yes. Yes. Okay. I guess good. I got to push all the way. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, I think that's great. Good you job. Insert 
Okay. And then you got, how would you take it out? <laughs> it's not a candle. I'm so <laughs> Here, well, there you go. Oh, no. I've never done it. <laughs> I'll use this paper <laughs> okay. All right. I would call that a pass. That's pretty good. Tidy. Very tidy. Yes. Kept it clean. That's important. <laughs> Next thing well, you're going to ask me to insert like a Nuvarain. <laughs> hey, you know what a Nuvarain is? This is great. <laughs> well, I am all out of embarrassing questions for Dr. Klimzak. <laughs> Did you have any questions for Dr. Klimzak? No, you've been great. Thank you. Thank you. We really yeah. appreciate him being a good sport. Yes. Yes. Thank you for coming. <laughs> this was amazing. This might be our podcast that goes viral. <laughs> Thank you for helping <laughs> us. We'll, we'll tag you. <laughs> or not, if you don't want to. But um, all right, well, let's wrap it up uh, for the week. Thank you, everybody. And if you enjoyed our podcast, if you will just leave us a good review, that would really help us out. So right. thank you, guys. Y'all Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.